Design New Podcast, Episode 2. If you are looking for tips, tricks, and inspiration to keep your life on purpose, join us in my free Facebook community, Create the Life You Want, hashtag Design You, and surround yourself with other people choosing to live by design and not by default. Are you ready to create the life you really want? Welcome to the Design You Podcast where I talk to everyday people who know life can be done differently with a clear mindset, positive attitude, openness to growth, and their willingness to take life to the next level. Get ready to design you. Hi guys, Tina Murray here. Today I'm welcoming to the drawing board Prosper Taravinga. A diehard about personal development, lifestyle design, and entrepreneurship, Prosper considers himself a lifelong student of life, constantly striving to become the best man that he can be and helping others along the way. He believes everyone has a chance and that yours is just around the corner if you allow yourself to grab it. Join me as I chat with Prosper about taking that chance. Hey Prosper, and thank you so much for joining me today to talk Design You. How are you? Fantastic, Bertina. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's always fun talking to you. So tell us, what are you doing to design your best life right now? Right now, I'm on a mission. First of all, I actually believe that every online business should be profitable and enjoyable. And I actually believe that those people that are running those online businesses should be able to create for and relate to their um, customers or whoever they're going to be demanding money from. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why every single day at 2 p.m. AEST, maybe you've probably seen one of my shows, I sit down and I talk to entrepreneurs from all over the world and just help them be, do and have a business that's actually profitable and enjoyable. And so what is it about that that really gets you excited? Because to me, people who love their job, it just, they exude it. And obviously you're about loving your job. What is it that you're doing? What are you getting out of it that's making it awesome for you? Every second day, I get a person either writing in my mailbox or writing on my wall saying, prosper because of you, I haven't given up. Now, that to me is something, you know, out of, out of a, a movie or something out of, you know, some, some sort of book that people will be writing. Because in life, we're here to live, we're here to learn, and we're here to contribute. A lot of people just do the leaving if they can actually do that. And a few people go on and learn. And you actually do find fulfillment and joy in life if you actually contribute to the greater good in humanity. So that's what I do every single day when I wake up. And I think it's now more of a selfish thing because I think I'm addicted to hearing people saying, thank you so much for this and, you know, that their business is now profitable and is now enjoyable and it just doesn't end there. It's families that we're looking after. It's, mm. um, you know, when somebody starts doing well, their relationships are better. They're, they're the people they interact with, they are better. That actually then makes this world a safer place. If one person is actually doing what they love and actually enjoying their life, then there's no longer suicidal thoughts or maybe depression or anything like that. So that's my little way of contributing to have a happier existence for a lot of people. 
So that's really wise. How did you learn this? You're a young guy. How do you know all this stuff already? (laughs) It's coming from a place of not having had a lot growing up and, you know, coming from a place where I also got somebody to show me the ropes and show me how, you know, it's all supposed to be. I might just tell you a little bit of my story. I'd love um, to hear it. I was born in Zimbabwe. Um, I don't know if you know where that is, a little country in the southern part of Africa, where right now it's amongst the poorest countries in the world because of the economic strife and the dictatorship that's happening with the president there. So the situation in Zimbabwe is not really helping anyone. I can just give you a perfect example of what's currently happening and the time that I left. If you're going to buy a two liter bottle of milk, by the time you walk into the shop, if the price on it was $2, um, by the time you walk all the way to the back where the fridges are and walk back to the cashier, Mm -hmm. the milk will probably be costing $5. So In comparison, that is what is happening at scale with all other products, with everything, education, clothing. So you can't really, you know, prosper in an environment that is so unstable like that. Um, You can't start a business. You can't have a happier existence. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was growing up, that was what was going on. And literally, we had no hope. We just had to leave by the day. But there came along. Um, a, a student teacher who was teaching uh, mathematics at my school mm-hmm. and she opened my mind to what was out there in the world. I never knew countries like Australia existed. I didn't even know anything of a kangaroo or a dingo or a wallaby <laughs> or anything like that because we're used to kudus, zebras and lions. So, yeah. So, um, so how yeah, did you do that? Because one person to have such an impact, obviously – she must be the reason you're here is what I can assume and the little bit I do know of your story. How can one person make such an impact? What was it in particular about her or what she shared with you? She brought to me an idea that you can be, do and have a life that, you know, you, you actually do love. Not, not that what you have or what you're going through is, is permanent. You can change your environment, you can change wherever you are and put a smile on people's faces. You, you can imagine we were all so used to what was happening. We thought it was normal, but mm-hmm. she came in and then she gave us a whole different perspective of what life actually is supposed to be. And you can go and work and help other people in other countries and, you know, still enjoy what you're doing. So mm-hmm. that was yeah, that was an eye opener and I was 13 then. So ever since then, you know, I would think the universe brought her into my way. So that planted a seed for me to actually now start working towards um, leaving where I was. And I now start know, started knowing that where I was was temporary, right? So that then gave me an anchor to pretty much work towards, you know, coming over here. And six years ago, I landed in Australia and yeah, now here with my family and, you know, just having a happier existence. So that's huge that that's impacted you, but other people would have met the same woman being taught by the same woman and they haven't had, it hasn't had the same impact on them. So what is it in you that's made you want to take that next step? And actually you've lived it. You've actually done it. Like there's something about hearing a story and wishing and hoping for it, but someone who takes action 
there's so much more to that. So what is it for you? Why, why did it work for you? Why was she such an inspiration for you? And why do you surmise she mightn't be for others? Well, maybe if you really want to <clears throat> dig down into it, Lovely. she probably was just a godsend for me. I was supposed to be the person that does that. I'll just show you a little something. We all have the same hand, but look at the size of the fingers. Mm-hmm. Unless maybe it's um, a, a deformation in your hand, not all fingers are the same height. Absolutely. We, we could all be given the same environment. We could all breathe the same air. We could all have the same teacher, but it's, it's what's in somebody and what was mm-hmm. carved out for them and what they decide to see and follow through and take action on yeah. that would actually then result into whatever it is that, um, whatever results that they, you know, they aim for. So, so that purpose for you must have been really strong because I can't imagine it's easy to get to Australia from Zimbabwe. It's expensive. You know, if you're talking about the cost of milk, you know, ex- I can't even imagine what an airfare costs. So tell us about that. Like there's obviously a purpose there. That's something that really drove you. It's being happier is part of what you're saying, but there must be more to it than that. Well, the purpose, the purpose really is there. In as much as my country is dying, so is the name of my village, so is everything else of my own existence. Now, I happen to be the most documented Tarowinga in my whole lineage. Mm -hmm. So that means if none of this had happened, if I hadn't taken the initiative, that would be the end or the extinction of pretty much our name. Wow. So I now do have upon my shoulders as the founding father to actually start, mm. you know, building it up the, from, 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 from the ground up. And like you say, it's not easy coming from Zimbabwe where I was probably earning, I would give you a literal job that I was doing. Is, um, a job that I here. Um, I was working in a, in a, in a call, not a call center, but in a um, cell phone shop where we were yeah, where we were helping people get connected to the internet and stuff like that. And I was getting paid an equivalent of $250 a month. Yes. All right. So you can imagine how many of those I needed to put together up until I got a 1,900 ticket. And also the Australian government wants you to prove that you've got up to three uh, months worth of money to sustain you. That is divisible by $90 a day. Wow. So, yeah, so it, it took a long time. It took a lot of work to work towards that. But I was doing all these other jobs in between and I just had my focus and I knew where I was supposed to go. I made my first attempt to come to Australia in 2008 and my visa was declined um, because I had not sufficient enough evidence that I was going to return back to Zimbabwe. So that, yeah. you know, I was, I was a risk according to them. Yes. Um, yes. Up until 2011, when I had established a few uh, properties and businesses back home, that then put an anchor to say that, yes, I would have something to go back for. But um, may- maybe they were right. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been back because now I'm, I'm establishing here. But um, at, at the end of the day, the, the world has become a global village. You know what sure. I mean? Where, where you are, it doesn't necessarily mean that's where you're going to end. And what you have in front of you might just be temporary. And if you've got the work ethic and if you really want something that 
you you think has to exist in the world, you would have to, you know, make it your calling to make sure that it, it happens. Sure. And when you're working now with your entrepreneurs that you're working with, you're obviously changing their life. But a lot of entrepreneurs, as you often talk about, they don't make it. So what do you think it is for the ones who make it? You're talking about persevering. You're talking about purpose. Is that all it is or is there more to it? What are you saying is the, is the focus there? A lot of us are going into business because it's the gold rush, okay? Back in the time when, you know, gold was maybe discovered or areas were discovered like Australia, the call to that place was, oh, you can have your own stake of gold and then there is your, you know, your, your, your stake, but you had to mine it. You had to clean that gold and you had to make sure you deliver that gold so that it's weighed and then it's valued and you're given um, the money that's equivalent to that. So what you're sold on is the end product. Nobody really tells you what work is involved behind the scenes. You know, this interview in its own self, people would just watch the 15, 20 minutes of it. But it took you three months to get a hold of me because I'm busy. And you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Thanks you for making the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But it, it, it takes a lot of behind the scenes. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't, they underestimate what's really required for you to actually be doing and have a business that's profitable and enjoyable. You see the, the, the hopes and the dreams are available, but the hustle is sold separately. Do you know what I mean? Everyone can be doing and have whatever they think in their mind, but what you put on behind the scenes is, um, is up to the individual. So I can give you a literal example. It takes four years for the Olympics to, to um, go full circle, right? But it doesn't mean when the Olympics are on in that particular year, that's the only year that people are exercising. They are practicing four years before for that. Eight years before. (laughs) Yes, or eight years before for that two seconds in a hundred meter race. Yep. All right. All we get to see is Hussein Bolt, you know, putting out his, um, you know, his signature mark, but we don't see the 10,000 hours behind the scenes. Mm. So that's what actually happens. Yes, it is possible. You can be doing, have a business that's profitable and enjoyable, but you also got to put in the work. And like I said earlier on, the, the dream is available to everybody else, but the hustle is sold separately. So tell us about your dreams. Obviously, there was a dream to come to Australia. There must be more to that now because the whole thing about us being individuals, and that's what I love about Design You, it's about absolute individuals. We've all got different things that drive us. We all want to be loved. We all want to be cared for. But amongst that, it can manifest quite differently. So for you, what is it that creates your dreams? And do they change? Do you think you always have one dream and you move towards that? Or does it start to evolve as, as time goes on? That's a very, very good question. So to start off with, dreams somewhat yardsticks of things that are possible in your life, all right? It's not the be it and end all. So every level, just like in a game, has its own little devils. And when you do conquer that level, you want to go on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, all right? So half the time, there's this complacency with people that when you do achieve that little dream because they're not dreaming big enough, you know, you're like, oh, then what else is there, you know? So that's when you need to recalibrate and then figure out, okay, if I 
have become this person. Now I need to fill in bigger shoes. All right. But if you already have bigger shoes to fill, you just constantly grow into that person. All right. You just constantly grow into that, that person. The one thing that a lot of people do is just have that one dream and the rest just gets squiggly in between. They don't really go for it. All right. Now, going back to what my, my dream is, when I, my dream obviously was to come around to Australia. And as soon as I got here, I was like, yeah, <laughs> now I've got bills to pay and credit cards to look after. And now I have to pay rent and I got evicted from my house. I started looking for work and I just kept failing at everything else. Now, that was a dream crushed. Absolutely. All right. But I didn't willow in it. I was like, you know what? I'm here and I'm going to start making the most out of it. Mm-hmm. All right. And then that's when I, I rose and then started doing the modeling stuff up until that also was me thinking what I was you know, reminiscing as a kid, oh, I really want to be rich and famous. I want people to know me, you know, and that was my avenue of doing that. And I got that, you know, and when I got there, I was like, meh, it's all suits and just hanging around with people you don't actually like being (laughs) around, you know, and, and that also then got me to start thinking, how else now, where, where else to go? And that's when I wanted to start a business that was meaningful. Um, you know, and, and that had a bit of impact and yeah, I started off just doing it for the money, but the money came and the money really wasn't as satisfying as what people think it should. And now it became about my family and the family grew. Now it became about my daughter and now it's, it's, it's about me thinking, okay, she's fine. She, I, I could stop working now. She's, she's good. College is ready. <laughs> well, what else is there? And then, so it, it grows. You grow into the, For sure. you know, into, into the whole dream. And now it's about me dying with dignity. You know, I want people to come to my funeral and say, because of you, because of this guy here, you know, this is what is now happening. And that then would inspire my daughter and everybody else that comes in my whole generation. And then, like I also said a little bit earlier on, my lineage is now sort of starting off from me. The dream is to actually make sure that generations to come, they have a starting point. They have somewhere to look back on and say, right, see what happened. This was created. We got to, you know, pass on the torch. So that now becomes the dream, which is way bigger than than I, than when it when I all started, you know, it's bigger than you. You're actually saying your dream is bigger than you. You're creating the Taravinga name. It's starting now, but it's going to continue on. Great, way past the time that you're here. Exactly, That's a huge responsibility. What excites you about that? That's um, there's something in it for you. Obviously, what is it? Well. When, when people are going to be looking at, oh, especially my descendants are going to be looking at where they all came from. I'm just going to be that guy smiling and, and, and on their Google or whatever they're looking at there. And you, Jessica, John, Peter, my little grandkids that are watching right now, I do <laughs> for you, all right? Because at the end of the day, they're going to be watching and I'm starting a culture of people that are going to be producing and people that are going to be working, you know what I mean? And 
um, I've also studied history and my country was built on history, especially when um, the colonialists came in. As -hmm. soon as they came into Africa, they took land for five generations to come. Sure. All right. So they already established their, you know, their lineage. And now they're working to make sure that generation number four already has a start in life. Now, if you have it all set up like that, if they then fail, it's, it's, it's their fault. They're not going to blame me. And when I'm sitting there, if I'm still alive, then they're asking me, why did you even leave Zimbabwe anyway? I would have something to say. So that's why I said I really want to age with dignity or die with dignity. And are you going to share your story with your, with your kids and your grandkids? Is that important for them to understand the background of why, why you have left and why it's so important for you for the name to continue on? They, it will be ingrown in them because <laughs> I, I operate on my why. Mm-hmm. And with everything that I do, it's, it's all my why, the, you know, infested or invested in it. So my stories, uh, the way I deal with them, the people that are going to be talking to them, they're all going to be telling that same story of how it all started and why it should continue. I love it. So because this will be out for generations to come, how can people get in touch with you today in 2017? (laughs) (laughs) In 2017... Um, right. I, I really have managed to establish such a big online footprint. Mm-hmm. So if you really just look up Prosper Tarawinga, be sure to pack a lunch because you'll be there for a while. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Prosper Tarawinga would be uh, on my Instagram, my Facebook. You know, you could also find me on email. It's prosper at tarawinga.com. So it's that simple, you know. And um, for those that are really looking to, grow a business that's profitable and enjoyable. If you're going to be close to some sort of device that has Facebook or internet connection, I am always on a 2 p.m. AEST where we talk about how you two can start scale and grow and grow a business that's profitable and enjoyable. And I tuned into one of yours the other day and I saw your mum popped on to say hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, Well, to, to be frank, that's actually my stepmom. My real mom passed away, but she still is mom. That also, you know, validates what we are doing because she is sitting back home in Africa and she wouldn't have thought this is possible. Sure. So for me, I'm also realizing some sort of a dream she could have had in her mm-hmm. existence that she would have wanted that she also has, you know, a life that's of a happier existence. And if she can see it through me and she's supporting my work and, you know, showing up, even though the credit is very expensive for her to be watching it live, but sure. yet she shows up um, once in a while. And I also have to acknowledge that she's there. My dad would have been sitting next to, to her and she's watching and my dad just going, oh, what is he doing now? Oh. But, you know, <laughs> dads will be dads. and. So, yeah, it works out like that. Oh, awesome. So we had a bit of a chat a while ago when you interviewed me for your show and we talk about what you want to be remembered for in 50 years. Now, you've definitely touched on that, but could you reiterate like really quickly, what is it for you in 50 years that you really want to be remembered for? I really want to be remembered for representing an idea that it is possible that you 
can live a life that you want to. I want to represent an idea that where you are is temporary. What you're going through right now is temporary. You can actually go out there and make the life and create whatever it is that you absolutely want. See, the sky is not the limit anymore. There's footprints on the moon. So at the end of the day, you know, whatever limitations that you might be going through right now, that's, that's, that too shall pass. You have greatness and everything else, you know, in, inside of you that you just need to tap into and figure out that I'm the person that's supposed to bring it out there because your life story and your experience have greater market and importance than you could ever dream of. You know, we're all here to make a difference in the world. And so if you're going to do your part in making this a safer existence for everybody else around by sharing your gifts, by sharing your story and helping people to live, learn and contribute, then you would have done your part in this existence. So that's huge. So it is about living, learning and contributing. You've got to live, you've got to learn and you've got to contribute. We've got to do all three is what you're saying. You can't just do one or two. It's all three. If you do one or two, you're not fulfilled. You could live all you want. You could have the loveliest, I mean, loveliest lifestyle. You could be driving around in Ferraris and, you know, Jaguars and yachts and all that stuff. But if you don't learn how to get to the next level, that's all you're going to ever have. Mm. If you then don't contribute, you are not going to feel fulfilled because then, you know, you just feel like, Sometimes you're human. When you see your next, the next people are not doing as well as you are. If you're not contributing, then you feel like, who am I to be receiving all of this while other people are not? So you're not now going to be enjoying that existence. So it's a selfish way of living. By contributing, you are actually getting to keep what you give, right? What you have is yours and it doesn't matter. But what you give away, lasts a lifetime, all right? We have given our 20, 15 minutes in this episode. This is now written in stone unless either you or me delete it, <laughs> all right? We have given. Mm-hmm. Had I just been in my office sitting here, that would have been time that would never be repeated ever again. So the more you give, mm-hmm. right, the more you actually really get to keep. That is beautiful, Prosper, absolutely beautiful. I really um, appreciate all that you've shared with us today. I just think what you're showing us about how life can be lived, how you can make it your own. You talk about living in your why and that you're doing that every day. And what is part of that why for you? Just to leave us with it at the end, what makes up that why? Is it family? Is it friends? Is it, what is it in particular for you? I believe everybody deserves a happier existence. Love it. And be it in their business, be it in their relationships, be it in their family, you just, you just really need to live in a way that is so perfect. You know, you look at yourself and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? All right. So it depends what vehicle you choose to, to utilize. Okay. If you're going to be going into business, then your business can be you know, profitable and enjoyable. And that leads to you having a happier existence. If it's going to be in relationships, if you've got kids, make them front and center of your life. Like I've got a little girl right now. 
she's outside or I don't know, maybe the mom has just taken her, but I should know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she she is the epitome of what I'm doing and yep. everything else that means something in my life at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, whatever you're going to be contributing out there, just make sure it, it leaves you with such happiness because that place can can be found. Do you know what I mean? Where you are just absolutely happy, you know, people people are surprised. You could be taken in into an asylum because people just don't comprehend what's actually making you happy. And that's an existence that is possible for everyone, yeah. you know? Um, I think I put out <clears throat> something um, a little bit earlier on where I said, it's very possible for us. I mean, it's impossible for people to laugh at a joke twice, but people would want to stay angry or cry, you know, at a problem over and over and over again. But you could actually continuously create jokes and, and, and a life and be around people you absolutely love being around and everything just seems effortless. Absolutely. And I have to admit, in my, I've traveled a lot. I've been very lucky. And the places which are not necessarily the richest often to me seem to be just full of laughter and fun and just people um, sharing with each other. And it's really beautiful to go into those environments and to connect with, with people who are, who are like that. It just exudes, again, exudes from you when people are happy. There's usually a bit of music in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, great stuff. Absolutely beautiful talking to you again. And um, thank you, Prosper. I really appreciate all you've added as um, the Design New Community get to talk to you further and get to know you better. And I love that your generations are going to be seeing this as well. Oh, I understand. Well, thank you for your platform. And for those that have been watching, please subscribe to this channel. Thank you. Love your work. Thanks, Prosper. Bye for now. Are you ready to create the life you want? Pop over to tinamurray.com to grab your free copy of the Design New Cheat Sheet and start creating the life you want right now. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Design New Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at tinamurray.com. Can't wait to see what you create as you design it, communicate it, and live it.